Hey y'all, welcome to Answer the Call. I am so glad you're here because isn't it about time that you found your calling and landed a job that actually, actually pays you to fulfill it? Well, I'm here to help you do just that because I'm your host and go-to career coach, Kelsey Kemp. I help Christians understand what their unique calling is and then identify the career path that's best aligned with it so you could be energized with purpose and make a meaningful impact while you're practically serving the mission that God has put on your heart to fulfill throughout the decades of work ahead. Join me here at Answer the Call each Tuesday as we gather around a new topic to help you identify your unique purpose and land a job that pays you to fulfill it so you can flourish and rise through the ranks as time goes on. So you're probably thinking, whoa, Kemp, coming on hot with a new intro. And yes, heck yes, I am. I know. Uh, I just thought it was about time that I pepped it up, you know, uh, and I, I like keeping you on your toes and uh, even more so <laughs> freezing your fingers before they hit that like fast forward button, you know, skip through the tracks. Nah, I want this to be entertaining for you. And then also, yeah, I just got to do a little intro for the newbies so they know who the heck I am before I get started. So now that I have done that, done that intro, let's actually get started with a little story time. Obviously, if you're listening to this, if you're one of those people that listens to it, um, this podcast right as it is released on the day it's released, if you're one of the faithful subscribers, thank you for being around. That's so awesome. Um, you know, it's Thursday um, because of the the disease, the virus that shall not be named that is uh, plaguing our earth right now. Um, it turns out everybody's meeting uh, over video conference <laughs> and that affected the software that I was using to record. Anyway, nobody cares about excuses, but uh, this podcast, this week's podcast recording totally got um, mixed up and all that and actually uh, never uh, got that glitch recovered. So, yep. Now so many people are joining me in this online world that uh, it's kind of throwing a wrench in things, but that's okay. I am re-recording this for you and rain or shine, I'm getting a podcast out for you this week. So even though it's Thursday, nobody cares. And I could guarantee all the work I just did to pep up that intro <laughs> so that you wouldn't fast forward. You probably just fast forwarded through my excuses. Anyway, welcome. I am so glad that you're here. And I just figured I would start out with, um, as I typically do, the kind of inspiration and the purpose behind why I'm recording on this topic today. Um, it's all because last week I heard this exact phrase three times, which this is something I hear quite frequently all the time, but uh, it was definitely coming through strong. Last week I heard people say like, I am ready to move on from my current career path. Like I know that. I know that this isn't what I want to be doing with the rest of my life, but I don't know what else to do. I have so many interests, but I don't know which one to pick or even if I could make a job out of one if I picked it. I really don't know what I want to do with my life. Um, and to the people I heard this type of uh, comment from even said, I have so many interests. Oh my gosh, did you just hear Constantine, my cat, meow? <laughs> he is a, he's a regular guest on this show, but we are moving on. Let's hope that he... Um, stay silent unless you think that's cute. I don't know. Tell me in the in the ratings and reviews. Oh, how about that plug? Wow. Thanks, Constantine, for uh, letting me slip that in. 
moving on. So (laughs) two of the people that I heard this type of phrase from or this type of comment from said another thing along the lines of like, I have so many interests, but I'm worried that they'll change or that I won't actually like that career field related to that interest. I don't know what I really want or what to do uh, if I did know what I wanted. And my response to this is correctamundo. Yeah, I I think that um, it's really about time that we're more informed about what is a more lasting, satisfying, stronger basis for our career decision making than just our interests or our hobbies or our passions or hobbies that people confuse as passions. (laughs) Um, So Um, I just want to affirm like, yes, your interests could very well change. So I think that doubt or that insecurity, it might be well-founded, but you are not without um, a way out, a clear path to make career decisions that you could be really confident and excited about. So that's what I'm here to help you with today. The exact steps of where to start if you don't know what to do with your life, if you don't know what to do with your career, um, if you don't really know what you want or what would be a good way to move forward. I'm going to share two of the most practical, powerful steps you can take. So you don't have to feel lost. You don't have to feel confused. You don't have to feel like, I don't know what to do. You will know what to do by the end of this episode. So yes, I wanted to affirm about why I am saying like, yeah, interests might not be a great way to start or lead in your decision making and what to base that off of. Because making decisions purely off of a few things that seem um, potentially just mildly interesting, especially when you're earlier on in your career and don't have much experience um, to base your decisions off of, it could indeed be dangerous and maybe even deceiving um, of a way to go about making your decisions because yeah, your interests, they really could change and leave you high and dry when you think, oh, I'm, I'm interested in, um, you know, one that I hear a lot is like, I just really like working with people. So I think I'm going to be a project manager. I could get off on a tangent. I will not. Um, most positions allow you to work with people in a project management position. Um, is not always the way out. You could be a lot more strategic and specific than that. Um, But that is for another topic. Anyway, so in this episode, I'm going to share where to start if you don't know what to do with your life and exactly what to consider and what to ask yourself so you can make wise decisions that will be satisfying and fruitful in the long run, like the long haul, your whole career. (laughs) I'm talking whole career. So I will just come right out of the gate with my main teaching point for this episode. And that is that if you're overwhelmed and confused with where to start, focus on understanding your, your two things, your talents and your core values, not your interests or your passions. So again, uh, start with focusing on your talents and what you really at your core value for how you want to spend your life and what how uh, your judgment of what is a meaningful use of your life. So your your talents, what you're best at and what you value, not leading your decisions by asking yourself first, what am I interested in or passionate about? So let me explain why I recommend this and what you could do to make decisions based off of your talents and your core values. 
first, the why, (laughs) like I said, why talents and values instead of interests or passions. First, it's because your desires or interests, like I said, they might change, but your talents and your core values are most likely something that will remain consistent over time, like over your lifetime. These are um, identity level um, abilities in mindsets that you will carry forever. So interests and passions are still really good to consider. I am a proponent of that, but they are much, oh, Constantine, did you hear him again? He is here to meow. I hope you think that's cute. If not, what? You know I'm a cat person. This is just going to be a regular thing. Um, but anyway, so um, as I was saying, um, your interests and passions are still good to consider, but they are of much lower priority than the long-standing attributes that will most likely remain consistent throughout your lifetime. And when you're waffling on about a thousand different options with your head swirling in analysis paralysis of thinking the world is my oyster and I have so many options and that's supposed to be empowering, but I actually have no idea which one to choose and that's defeating and overwhelming. That is not the time to be making decisions off of feelings, which is often what happens when you go straight to thinking about what interests or excites you. Instead, you could find a lot more confidence and stability in seeking to understand and make decisions off of the, for the most part, immovable or permanent parts about you. And don't get me wrong, I really am a strong proponent of considering your passions when choosing a career path, but it can't come before or most of the time be held as important as the things like your talents, core values, personality, or spiritual gifts, which are the four types of what I've come to see as pillars of career relevant attributes that are core to who you are and are somewhat stable and permanent um, and are most relevant to see and design strategically how they inform what kind of career you could design around that that's really impactful and you would be excellent at and find a lot of satisfaction in. So for more on this topic of how to properly consider, think about, prioritize, and implement your passions in your career, I really highly recommend that you go back and listen to episode 21 of this podcast, Answer the Call. So go back to episode 21, which is titled My Response to the Anti-Passion Movement and how our idea of following our passion is all screwed up. So in it, I go in depth about the wrong way and the right ways to weigh your passions in your career decisions. So here are the specifics on why you should consider your talents and your core values instead. So, (laughs) sorry, Constantine, I think he's really hungry. Can you just uh, shut up for a minute? Okay, thank you so much. Wow, sorry, I'm in a mood apparently. Um, A great mood. It's a great day to be alive. I'm so excited to be recording this podcast and grateful to be home with my cat. Okay, reframe. Here we go. So, um... Here, like I said, are the specifics why you should consider your talents and your core values instead. So understanding your talents helps you understand the nuanced ways that your brain is quick to pick something up and excel at it, which is essential to understanding before strategically committing to developing complementary skills. So let me repeat, your talents applied with developing complementary skills are what or skills that support 
that talent are what create your full-blown, well-rounded strengths. And your strengths are what are marketable in the workplace. So that's what allows you to be a well-rounded person in your job. Um, And for instance, be um, like, for example, I think it would be great to give one of those as always. So like an example of a strength versus a skill and a talent um, is you could have a talent for being an engaging speaker through tone and body language, but you might need to develop complementary skills for structuring a presentation, sensing how to relate a topic to the audience you're speaking to, and developing the skill of proper pacing to develop a well-rounded strength in public speaking. So you see like being a strong public speaker includes a lot more uh, developed skills plus something that you're naturally good at. That's talents plus complementary skills equal strengths. Um, And your strengths are what allow you to be excellent at your job. So nailing down your true talents and strategically developing complementary skills is vital so you can fully operate in your strengths in the workplace. And this is how and this is what will allow you to enter a flow state. That is gold. This is what you should be aiming for. This is what will allow you to enter a flow state where work feels exhilarating, easy, and the hours just fly by. And you leave work and you're like, wow, I got so much done. And I was great at it. And I really enjoyed it. And you feel like this buzz, this energy, because you knew that you just pounded it out. And it felt natural and simple to do things really, really well with excellence. That's when you know you are using your talents for sure. So my key point is that if you find a job that allows you to exercise your talents in the bulk of your daily tasks, you will spend the majority of your time at work feeling the irreplaceable satisfaction of feeling great at your job and having ease and flow in your tasks as you do an excellent job. So that's why I say I definitely recommend starting with a very, very strong understanding of what your talents are. And in a bit uh, towards the end of the podcast, I'm going to go through exactly how you can identify with precision what your very, very unique talents are. This goes so far beyond taking a personality test or a strengths finder test. Um, it's, I will show you exactly how to do that. Just stick around. But I guarantee that finding out what you're really talented at and finding a job that allows you to exercise that on a daily basis on the task level is going to mean so much more to you than the overarching company mission that might attract you to a certain organization. Um, Because I think so many people just get uh, romanced by this idea of like, oh, I want to work for Tom's because they're doing, uh, look at what they're doing, giving back to communities. Um, and I want to work in a, in a place like that. That seems really like they're doing meaningful work and cool people must be there. Um, so that is probably what attracts you to an organization like that because it seems like it contributes to something that you're passionate about um, on the whole. But after you are in your job for studies show even uh, 60 days or less, uh, even day one, that could just wear off as you realize I'm in the accounts receivable department pounding out numbers. 
Like this, I don't see how I am helping, like in a meaningful capacity, helping some kid in another country get shoes. Like you technically will have a very hard time staying connected to that mission, no matter how good a company is at um, having uh, kind of purpose-oriented statements and encouragement injected into their culture and their messaging within that organization. Um, So that is another episode that I'm going to be doing soon. Why it is important to pick a, prioritize picking a, a job role over picking a company that you like. Pick a job that you like over a company that you like. That is a whole message. That is a word that I have for y'all that is going to help so much. But anyway, um, yeah, that is why I really recommend that you first start with your talent instead of your passions. Um, Because passions can typically, they're used by people in decision making in a somewhat misleading way. Um, that doesn't lead to as satisfactory of an experience in work. So next, understanding your core values helps you decide which actions or approach you perceive as best to take in order to achieve your desired outcome. Specifically, values are your principles or standards of behavior according to your judgment of what is most important in life. And understanding the top three things you value most will help you make decisions that allow you to live those out. Um, So for example, I'll walk you through my top three core values to show you how they helped inform what I wanted to do in my career. So this is, yeah, again, uh, just listen carefully with what I'm about to say and pick out how this understanding my core values helped me find what I'm doing now, which I find to be more satisfying than I honestly thought I could have um, in my earlier years um, when I was in a more defeated, uh, I would say, standard mindset about work. But um, moving on. So here are my top core values. They are individuality, influence, and faith, which if you listen to episode 15, in which I went in depth on the topic of values, you might have heard me mention um, that I used to identify these core values as creativity, power, and faith. Um, But that is actually, uh, I've found words that I resonate with even more strongly to represent um, the same meaning behind them. But um, I really connect with these words a bit more. Um, They're more specific to what I was getting at. So I am drinking my own Kool-Aid, doing my own exercises and revisiting them on a fairly regular basis. Um, So I am practicing what I preach anyway. So individuality, this is one of my core values that I mentioned. I it helped me know that I, um, I not only knew I wanted to be in a line of work that utilizes and celebrates my own individuality um, and what is unique about me and what I uniquely have to give, but also celebrated and served others to help them operate in what makes them individual. So this is exactly what I get to help you do in your career now, which brings me so much joy um, to help people 
uh, in a humble servant oriented, a service uh, hearted way. Wait, how do I say that? (laughs) Uh, A service oriented and humble way, realize that what they uniquely have to give is something that's so special and can really help others when we glorify God by acknowledging who he uniquely made us to be. Again, not in a prideful way of look at me, I'm so special, but just understanding and what God equipped you with and crafted you uniquely with when it says like Ephesians 2.10, we are God's masterpieces um, and created in Christ Jesus to do works that he prepared in advance for us to do. That's amazing. And I just want people to see and appreciate that, um, that you're not uh, like at the, it's kind of like a paradox and I don't mean to get all philosophical here, but um, we're all just kind of like specks in the history of time. Um, but then also these masterpieces that were planted here for a very specific purpose and a specific reason, um, as mentioned in Acts chapter 17 as well. Um, so we could be humble and have perspective about that, but I really hope that people um, step rise above seeing themselves just as cogs in a machine um, because that is not the case. Um, so anyway, that is how individuality my core value for that played into how I wanted to help, uh, how I wanted to feel in my career and how I wanted others to feel in their career and use that in a certain way in a service oriented way. Um, Then influence. Um, I wanted to serve people amidst one of the most influential seasons of their life. That's what um, realizing this core value was something that I held really dearly. That's what it helped me realize that I really wanted to be with people in one of those most influential seasons of their life, especially come to find out young professionals who are looking ahead and asking, what is my life's work? How, how can I find out what that is and go for it? I wanted to be able to witness the fruits of that influence firsthand on a consistent basis. I really, I didn't, I, by the time I kind of visited this core values exercise and really came face to face with what I value most in life. At that time, I was still in tech consulting and it made me realize even more than ever, I really didn't want to be working behind a computer screen, fixing code problems late at night on a detail of a custom application that no one would use until the project was finished two years from then. (laughs) Um, And even then it kind of seemed just like I was fixing problems that made people's lives less annoying um, as they were using certain um, technological systems. And that, that is not um, uh, the influence that I felt really strongly connected to. Um, and I wanted to aspire for greater according to my definition of what is meaningful. Not to say that work isn't meaningful, um, but it wasn't to me. So That was another shift um, that helped me realize what I wanted to do and go after it um, in my big career pivot into what I do now as a career coach. Um, So then faith. This is um, the other top three core values that I have. um, Among them is faith. So as I hope that you know, Jesus is the Lord of my life and it is my aim to honor him in all that I do and to make my decisions in accordance with his will, according to what it says in the Bible. And having a core value for faith, um, this is often one that Christians select um, 
because I mean, it's so understandable, but it's so worth asking yourself, like, what does this mean to me? What does, why do I value faith? How do I value it most in my life? How, how do I um, most love to exercise my faith? And how do I want to grow in that? Because ultimately, um, with all my clients, um, the absolute majority, if not all of them, um, have identified faith as a core value. Actually, once we start digging into those kind of questions that I mentioned, all their answers have been different and unique. And they're talking about the same God that they want to serve so badly with their life and whom they love um, and want to live in alignment with. But the way they do that is differently. So I encourage you to explore this greater uh, in a greater, deeper capacity. And that's what I did. And I realized that having a core value for faith um, also takes on another meaning for me as I've chosen to do overtly Christian work based on um, or basing my teaching and coaching frameworks uh, and materials I've created for my clients on biblical teaching and tying it back to uh, biblical principles and choosing to work with Christians with a focus on serving and honoring God with their career um, and not just um, people who might not really relate to that and maybe they more relate to just wanting to prioritize personal happiness um, or personal satisfaction maybe just for their own sake um, I really find that I connect um, and clients connect with me more and we're able to work on a tighter knit basis um, when we both are serving to or aiming to serve the goal of wanting to live sacrificially, to serve and share the good news for God's sake, um, because he first love, loved us and gave us life and gave us purpose. Um, and that is what informs our work and what we do and how we make decisions. No matter if you are called to um, be, I don't know, a woodworker, a craftsman, um, or an, uh, a minister doing overtly Christian work, either way. Um, I really believe that every Christian is called to see how their work connects and contributes to serving the kingdom of God. So anyway, um, maybe a long example, but I really hope that was helpful for you to hear how understanding my top three core values really, really did inform um, what I wanted to do with my career and really helped me when I was in my own season of thinking I have no idea what to do with my life. Where do I start? This is so overwhelming. So now that you really, I hope, see the importance and the why behind, why it's so important to understand your talents and core values first, now here's what you could do to identify your talents and your core values. By the way, I will list all of these steps that I'm about to mention in the show notes of this episode so you're not having to frantically write this down. No worries. I got your back. So, as for values, here what you could here is um, two powerful steps that you could take to get clear on what you value most in your life in your career. So, the first one is really easy. So go download my free core values workbook by going to kelseykemp.com and scrolling down to the bottom of the homepage. This workbook not only contains a write-up of what values are, the distinction between fear-based and consciousness-based values and why that matters and what the heck those are, and 68 example values for you to choose from as you go through the thorough exercises that are also included in this workbook 
workbook to help you select your top three core values. But then on top of all of that, I also included in this free guide a step-by-step instruction manual on how to use your core values in the actual career decision-making process. So when you're coming down, like sitting down, trying to make a decision on what to do with your life, what question, excuse me, (laughs) cute, Uh, what questions do you ask yourself um, and how do you incorporate your understanding of your core values in making a satisfying career decision? So you really can't miss it. Download this free workbook, free workbook. (laughs) It is jam-packed full of honestly, transformational value. Oh my gosh, I sound like a used car salesman, but it's true. Everyone who's gone through this core values exercise has told me like, oh my gosh, this was incredible. So just go download this free workbook by going to kelseykemp.com and scrolling down to the bottom of the homepage and entering your email so this workbook can be sent straight to your inbox. Also, The other step you could take to identify and understand your core values is go listen to episode 15 of this podcast, core values and how to uncover yours and how to use them in making satisfying career decisions. That is that episode. I go way in depth into everything you need to know about core values so you could use them to make satisfying decisions in the long term in your career. So as for talents, I also have a full episode breaking down the difference between your skills, strengths, talents, and gifts. This episode also includes questions and exercises to go through so you could discover what each of those attributes are for you. So for this, go back and listen to episode number 32. It's going to be extremely helpful in discerning what your talents are. But as for this episode, I'm also going to give you a few questions and exercises to work through here so you could uncover your core doubt. Gosh, uncover your core talents. You got it, Kelsey. You're coming in strong. You're rounding out this episode. You got this. Um, Can you ever do that? You just need to pump yourself up. Yep. Okay, cool. Me too. So uh, here's the first question to ask yourself to uncover your core talents. One, ask yourself, what am I quick to learn or naturally good at? Sit on that. Think about it. (laughs) What am I quick to learn or naturally good at? Again, these questions are in the show notes of this episode. So just kind of get your juices flowing, listen with an open mind now, and then revisit the show notes um, and complete this exercise and let me know how it impacts you. You can always message me uh, on Instagram at Kelsey underscore the called career. Anyway, um, so the second question to ask yourself is what was I spontaneously good at growing up? really interesting to start reviewing um, where your talents started to emerge in your younger years. Um, And then also ask yourself, what have been some of the biggest accomplishments I've had in life thus far? This could be within or outside of the context of work, either in or out, whichever. Um, When you... um, discovering what these moments of accomplishment were and reflecting on those, think about what did people praise you for in those moments, specifically. Just trying to think back to what was said, what did people appreciate about you as you were making that accomplishment or demonstrating a potential talent. But here is an essential tip as you're thinking about what are my talents? Don't just go through these questions Excuse me. 
Um, don't just go through these questions and give a quick one word answer <laughs> that you might have gotten from a strengths finder test. No, go so far beyond just one word answers. Write out examples of times that you demonstrated that talent to much success. Oh my gosh, what is up? I am like coughing, yawning. <laughs> my cat is meowing. These are crazy times. Truly crazy. I know, wild. Um, but the show must go on. So as I was saying, write out examples of times that you demonstrated that talent uh, that you're thinking about to much success. So ask yourself, what about, and I'm serious, uh, let me emphasize this, this tip that I'm giving, don't skip this for any of the talents that you are thinking that you have in response to the questions that I already mentioned. Um, every single one of them go down and say, like, what was an example of a time that I demonstrated this to much success? Go through that memory and it's going to dig out so much more rich insight. And then ask yourself, what about me or my approach made that success happen? This will get you into much more detail than your one word responses, which is the goal. So for example, one of my clients, Maria, initially responded to one of these exercises by listing communication as one of her talents. But by the end of our first session, she actually realized that the best way to convey her true talent is actually to say that she's exceptionally talented at distilling complex or abstract ideas and conveying them to others in an engaging, relevant way that helps them move forward with clarity in action. And some of the powerful descriptors that we pulled out of that are that she's excited uh, or excellent at distilling or uh, distilling information, engaging with people, helping people onward and upward, like that forward movement. There was this um, image that or visual that came out as we were talking about this of like, she really cares about meeting somewhere, someone where they're at, like holding their hand and bringing them upward. So no one's left behind thinking, I don't, I'm confused or like not really connected with the broader vision for what this team is working on. Or even like in school, she would help um, students she was studying with, like she really cares about distilling and clarifying what's going on to help move people forward, onward and upward. Like she really has such a, a servant's heart about this. Um, and she's so good at just not letting anyone be left behind, confused by complex or abstract ideas. So anyway, um, that is such a powerful example and so much more meaningful than just saying and leaving it at like, well, I think I'm just a talented communicator. Because you better believe that as she was walking through reflecting back on examples of like, well, why is she a good communicator? What examples or times in her life made her believe that? Like, when did she demonstrate that to much success? What did people uh, praise her for in those moments specifically? Why does she care about doing that and exercising this talent? Oh my gosh, she was beaming. We both were. And that kind of energy and conviction that she was able to have by really clarifying and bringing this whole rich picture together of what this talent, this very unique talent is um, that God gifted her with, that, oh, her energy was like magnetic. And that, my friends, that is what brings you into an interview 
and you flip and crush it and the, the interviewee can or sorry the interviewer can sense like wow she really like this is a talent she's not just saying oh I'm a good communicator I'm a good team player I'm a strategic thinker I'm a creative problem solver like those are the things that people say quite commonly but um, don't really mean much after a while so there is so was so much meaning and clarity um, and confidence that was brought about by her saying like I'm gonna and me encouraging her to go beyond these one word um, answers to what her talents are so don't be afraid to embrace a string of meaningful words over one overly simplified potentially generic word to describe your talent really bring it to life this is what is going to change your career what you accomplish and how you approach it and who you become in that career honestly like and how you see your role in it um Time and time again, I walk through this with clients and they come out, (laughs) they think that they know what their talents are and they think um, most of the time, not always, like they might already have a sense of confidence about, um, yeah, I mean, I know all this personal data about myself. Like I've taken a bunch of personality tests, I've journaled, like I know generally what I'm good at, but like this is where it gets, it comes to life and they see what they want to do with it and what they're magic at and therefore what environments and job roles are best suited for them to go step into so they could exercise that talent to the absolute full. Oh my gosh, that changes not only them, but the people that they serve and the teams that they get to be around um, when a person is operating in their talents like that. So, what is next? You just got walked through all those steps of how to uncover and really, really get clear on what your values are and what your talents are. But after that, it is time to celebrate because um, understanding your core values and talents is such an incredible, important start. Um, But if you want to gather other essential pieces of the puzzle while receiving all the support you need to identify the exact job that best satisfies your values and uses your talents and ties into the bigger picture of your calling, while also receiving the support you need to move through the fears and doubts that often plague career transition seasons, then schedule a free 30-minute call with me this week to discuss how one of my private career coaching packages can help you achieve your career dreams honestly faster than you expected. Like even in um, two or three months, like seriously, everything can change um, if that is an appropriate goal timeline for you. Um, So I know quite a few of you have had a few questions about how career coaching actually works and I don't often or ever give that airtime here on this podcast. So just quickly, I thought I would give answers to a few common questions um, because I like and I really... um, hope that uh, all of the teaching points that I've already shared are of immense value to you. But also, I really believe that so many people are out there wanting someone to help them through a what could be a really tough, confusing, lonely, um, and scary career transition season. And I know so many people are hurting for the help that a career coach can provide. Um, And so I really just want to bring awareness that this service exists. Um, and so you or a friend that you know of can take advantage of it and know what it is or just that it's available to you. Um, so that's why I find a lot of purpose um, in just taking a few minutes to share about this. So 
Um, like I said, I just thought I'd answer a few common questions that I get. So how do we meet if we are doing career coaching? So I meet with all of my clients over video calls so we can meet from the comfort of your own home, whether that be in Sydney, Boston, San Antonio, or Florida, or what, wherever your corner of the world is. You could probably hear the smile in my voice as I'm thinking of the dear people that I am actually currently working with who live in those cities. Um, it's so fun and I'm so grateful that we get to meet online. Even my Austin clients, I still meet with them online. Um, so anyway, how often should we meet? Uh, well, I work with clients typically on a weekly basis, meeting for an hour and 15 minute sessions once a week for either three sessions or seven sessions, dependent on your unique situation and goals. And for instance, my three session coaching intensive is created for those of you who are nearing the end of your career search journey. And Maybe you're applying for jobs and are at the point where you're just picking from a very small handful of career paths that you're, you've already thoroughly considered, but you need the final bit of clarity on what to do before you confidently pull the trigger. And three session intensive is also great for college students who are often considering a more narrow selection of job options and just need to know the best place to kick off their career. So my seven session coaching deep dive, which is really my signature offer, is a full two months of unlimited support, um, taking you from I don't know what to do with my life to I now know my very specific and unique calling and the mission behind the work I'm called to do. And the exact career path and job role, like very, very specific, that best allows me to fulfill it while meeting my practical needs and my lifestyle and income goals. That's something I'm really passionate about. I do feel that it's a misconception that following your calling means giving up financial security. Um, it, it does for some people. Um, it honestly did for me in being self-employed, but haven't missed that one day. Uh, the trade-off, it's not even worth comparing, like being in alignment with my calling. And I've certainly um, more than made it work. But Anyway, I'm very passionate about helping people understand and be resourceful and creative in that um, we can actually look your calling in the face and then figure out a way to meet or exceed your income goals um, and your lifestyle goals as well. So while I, in all these things, in the seven session coaching deep dive over two months, I also help you actually design a neck working strategy and support you in everything that you need to actually land that job and build the bridge to your broader career dreams and legacy you want to leave in the years to come. So if you want to have a 30 minute video call with me this week to get clear on your goals, the biggest challenges holding you back in a career coaching plan to help you move past them and achieve your goals, then apply for a free consultation with me at kelseykemp.com. So you can hit the book a free consultation button right at the top of the navigation bar while also reading through the one-on-one -on -one coaching page if you'd like to learn more about what career coaching would be like for you before you hop on a call with me. So book a free consultation with me this week or share it with a friend who's been dying for biblically based career support to help them identify and step into the purposeful work God created them to flourish in. So, okay, friend, that, that is it for this week. I will see you next Tuesday. Connect with me on LinkedIn by searching Kelsey Kemp or on Instagram at Kelsey.
Kelsey underscore the call to career for career support and inspiration in the meantime. All right, much love to you guys. Bye.